everyone. We are here with In the Huddle Podcast. I am Ethan Larson. I'm here with my brother and co-host, Chad. What Chad, up, say something up? to the people. What's up, guys? How you doing? Sorry, I kind of went in there a little fast, but I'm went just in there excited. Fast as hell, but... Just excited. But yeah, that's understandable because we have our first joint podcast today. So as you guys have seen, the title of the podcast is in the huddle so every once in a while we will be able to collaborate with each other uh on topics not pertaining to soccer or basketball since we like to keep that in our own individual podcasts and uh chad why don't you give them a little uh preview of what we're going to be talking about today yeah so guys obviously we all know coronavirus has kind of taken the sports world by storm recently so uh, there's not really many sports like actual sports live sports going on for us to talk about but we are going to be talking about nfl free agency um it just started last week and there have been a lot of big signings a lot of key guys moving crazy um yeah exactly and so we're going to go ahead and talk about a couple of those guys we're not going to get to touch on every team or every signing so you know if you're a fan of somebody or and we don't talk about your team then you know i'm sorry but you know we might get to it on a later pod or we might not well i'm not sorry if your team sucks so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let all you Bengals fans know that I don't care. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is true. There will be de- definitely no Bengals talk today. Yeah, and uh, just for the record, um, me and Chad actually recording this with uh, our own separate mics. So, little pat on the back for myself figuring out how to do that. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He did his thing. He did his thing. He's like co-produce. He's like producing as well as co-hosting so you know he's he's doing his thing i'm more like producing writing and uh hosting single-handedly but you know chad chad's a good uh, kendrick perkins type on this okay. podcast relax 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 all right so like he, like chad said we are going to be talking about nfl free agency and i will be more of the point man chad with more of the football expertise will be the source of information Maybe a little bit dangerous, but, you know, <laughs> we will see how it goes. Okay, first off, the biggest move this summer, or not summer, but, you know. Yeah, whatever this, whatever season. This spring. During coronavirus season. I believe spring started yesterday, so. Yeah, biggest, no, I think today. Today's the first day of spring. Whatever. Biggest, biggest move so far has to be Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Two years, $50 million. And the real question on everybody's mind and that I've seen in memes everywhere, how much will he really improve this Bucks team? Yeah, well, first off, before I really get into that, I want to just say quickly, he signed two years for $50 million. That money is fully guaranteed. So, you know, it's not like there's a team option for the second year, partially guaranteed. He's going to get the full $50 million, uh, no matter what. Um, you know, going with how much will he really improve the team? I, I will say, you know, on the surface, people are saying, you know, it's man, it's a great fit. You know, he's got good weapons, which I definitely like the weapons that uh, Tampa Bay has and uh, are kind of planning to add. Have you really seen that? I've seen the exact opposite. No, I mean, I like th- their receiver between Chris Godwin and and Mike Evans. I feel like they're probably the best duo in the league. No, they definitely have the weapons. I've just seen people only saying. Oh, he's going to take a 7-9 and nine team and turn oh. them into an 8-8 eight eight oh, team. Oh, really? See, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of been seeing, like, a little little bit of both. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a good move. The only thing I'm, I'm not really sure about is the fit because, you know, we've kind of, especially, like, on Twitter and stuff, you know, you see people always talking about Tom Brady, how all he does is throw short and intermediate passes versus um, Bruce Arians, who's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, who's in his second year, He's uh, very, you know, his offensive scheme is really is really uh, based on driving the ball down the field, you know, long vertical concepts and 
And obviously, you know, when, when you get a guy like Brady, like, you know, you're going to run what he wants to run because he's been in the league for 20 plus years and he's been successful at doing what he does. But I'll just be interested to see how his receivers and his running backs uh, kind of adapt to the new system that they're going to be playing in this year. Yeah, the uh, I mean, obviously, the big knock on Jameis Winston is definitely his turnover. So I think that alone might win them two or three extra games just because he's not gonna, Tom Brady's not going to be turning the ball over two, three times a game like uh, Jameis Winston was through interceptions and fumbles. Yeah. But, you know, uh, is there any way that you can really, like, is there any way you can play devil's advocate and really see this deal going wrong? It, I guess you kind of alluded to it right there. Maybe just uh, the, the scheme won't fit, or maybe he's just not really ready to really make or let those guys, uh, his guys make plays. Maybe he still doesn't have the arm talent. Can you see this deal really going wrong? Sure. I mean, I mean, really going wrong? I don't know. I mean, you know, you kind of think of like the some legendary quarterbacks that kind of went or legendary players that went on to uh, – play for other teams whether it be uh Peyton you know, Manning yeah Peyton Manning of the Broncos uh Johnny Unitas a little throwback going. Joe Montana yeah Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs uh Emmett Smith going to play for the Cardinals you know, one who wasn't a quarterback but that um, went well yeah yeah that's what I'm saying like <laughs> none of those guys you really kind of mem- remember anything that they did in those uniforms so but some of them really did have success like we talked about Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl Joe Montana true. got to a yeah. to an AFC championship game yeah true I mean yeah that yeah that's true but still like just when you think of those guys you don't really think of and of course n- like no one Tom Brady's not going there to think you to know to change his change, legacy yeah exactly um, I, I do think though. Can you destroy his legacy by playing terrible? Though? No, definitely not. Because at the end of the day, he's 42, 43 <laughs> years old. So, like, his legacy has been written for years. Thank God. And yet, all he's doing is just adding to it in a positive way. I don't think, I mean, he could literally go there and never win a game and be the worst quarterback in the league. And I don't think it would affect his legacy at all. Because um, at this point, to me, he'll go down as. Definitely the greatest quarterback of all time and probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, player in NFL history. So you really think greatest of all time quarterback? Oh, yeah. I definitely say greatest of all time quarterback. It's all about winning at that position, and he has won the most out of any guy by by a lot. So I, I do think I, I do think he's the greatest. This is interesting. Starting off a podcast with a big source of agreement between us two, you know. Not, kind, kind of atypical for those of y'all that have followed us for a little bit. But. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Tom. Me and, when me and Chad uh, agree, it normally doesn't uh, go well for the – for the player in uh, in question so and this is another question that uh that kind of tipped my mind just doesn't really have to do with the signing in particular mm-hmm. but how long do you actually see brady going for like say he makes the say he makes the uh afc championship in his second year or sorry it'd be tough to make the afc so, championship say he ma- i'm so i'm so used to him yeah. owning the afc championship i got you uh so say he makes the NFC Championship or makes the Super Bowl in his second year. Can you see him calling it quits then? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that this two-year deal is going to be uh, is going to be the last ride for him. I mean, granted, we've been saying that about him for the last five years. So he's on the Tim Duncan plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just keeps coming back. You know, as long as they're going to give him the check, he's going to keep signing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think these last, I think these two years are probably going to be it for him. Uh, I could see him. You know, if he gets to an NFC Championship game or something like that, um, I could easily see him then walking away at that point. But then again, you know, the competitor in him, uh, if he gets that close, maybe he'll want to come back again later. But that was, that's all de- dependent on their team success, which I did want to talk about a little bit because I think one of the underrated parts of him going there is how tough their division is, actually. Between, yeah. 
between them saints yeah new orleans atlanta you know i don't know i feel like i have an irrational confidence for atlanta because i'm a huge matt ryan fan for whatever reason which we'll talk about them a little bit in a minute but um your boy uh i forgot what his name was who started starting games for the panthers at the end of last year well, well they got titty bridgewater yeah, now. Say, yeah so carolina is probably going to be improved and they weren't a bad team last year so all those teams they had a really good run in the middle of the year yep. when they switched quarterbacks but yeah. then it went down they had a bad start yeah. low, pretty good middle and then tailed off again at the end yeah and i think uh you know i think all those teams so far um have improved mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be really interesting to see because he went from arguably you know the afc east was arguably probably the worst division in the nfl for 10 years yeah because i mean if you look at the jets and the uh and the dolphins i mean for the past couple years they have literally been doing no winning and the bills have really just kind of came on here recently so i'll be interested to see how brady does with a much different competition in the nfc south so as we're talking about the nfc south we're going to move a little bit further west to uh, my team in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, they just signed themselves a running back after releasing one. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, they released my favorite running back, uh, <laughs> Devontae Freeman, who has been doing, who's been trying his hardest to uh, lose me fantasy year year in and year out, but yet I still keep drafting him. I, I was gonna say you have to blame yourself though because you you, get, you keep getting abused, but you keep going back. Well, the thing that really abuses me is the uh, whoever makes the fantasy projections because yeah. for some reason he's projected 15 points a week, even though he's about four points a week. Yep. So yeah, the uh, the tandem of uh, Devonte Freeman being released and also being uh, linked with the Rams, funnily enough, and Todd Gurley being released. So Todd Gurley released by the Rams. Now signed by the uh, Falcons. One year, six million. Uh, how do you feel about both his release and the uh, pickup for the uh, Falcons? Well, I mean, you know, initially when Todd Gurley signed that, uh, and by the way, he got released from a, he had just finished his second year of a four-year, $60 million deal, um, which was paying him, you know, a flat fi- about $15 million every single year. Um, he... You know, when he signed that deal, I mean, there were a lot of ripples, ripples going on and, and a lot of guys, you know, t- chattering, talking about, you know, how because, I mean, we've seen running backs. It's just it's just so hard at that position to it's a very volatile position. Yeah, it's, it's hard to stay healthy and to stay, you know, to, to earn that second contract and to really make it look like a good deal. Um, so, you know, as soon as he signed it, it w- raising red flags all over the place. I mean, um, at the time, though, I mean, he oh, yeah. was the best. Yeah, for sure. At least a top three running back in the league. Yeah, I, I would say, I, and this is me being a Dallas fan, you know, cheering for Zeke Elliott every week. So I would say I, I thought he was the best running back in the league. He was, talking about Todd Gurley, I mean, he was a great pass catcher. He could run physically. He could run with speed. You know, he had he had everything, you know, in the, in the book. So I think if he... And the thing is, the only reason why he hasn't lived up to that contract has been injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been available a lot. I, I know you guys remember their run uh, two years ago to the Super Bowl when they featured C.J. Anderson a lot towards the end of the year and into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So, and then this year it just kind of continued. Um, so I, I, I just, I think Todd is um, is going to be able to um, not get back, obviously, to the back that he was. But I think in Atlanta he's going to be asked to do different things. Um, they like to pass a whole lot more, so or not more than the Rams because the Rams pass a lot, but they're they're a predominantly pass happy team as most teams are in the NFL today, and I think Todd could really flourish there because he's not going to have the pressure of living up to 
a contract that it's almost impossible to live up to. Yeah. And uh, we got to kind of couple that with the uh, Devontae Freeman releasing. Uh, I have some possible destinations here that I found that I heard uh, him rumored to. And the three that I really saw predominantly through many different sources were the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Suckineers. <laughs> who apparently now are going to be going to decide to be a good team uh, of those three which one would you like to see him go to and which one do you think would actually be the best fit for him um you know honestly um i, I definitely couldn't see the dolphins i think they just signed they just signed jordan howard to a three-year deal uh former running back for the bears um who i always kind of who I always enjoyed um thought he was kind of miscasted a little bit too much who they have thrown passes for them uh, right now, I think it still fits, but you know, I, I would assume they're going to address that in the draft. But okay. But uh, then the Rams, I, I guess I could see the Rams, although they've invested a lot in some younger running backs. You know, they got Malcolm Brown and uh, uh, what's the guy, Daryl Henderson. Wait, where did Malcolm so, Brown go to school? Yeah, he went to Texas, but but he was a scrub in college. And, <laughs> he was. And, uh, That's why it's funny. He came. He did the typical Texas thing. Came in as a great, um, recruit. great recruit. Didn't do anything in college, and then somehow made somewhat of a career for himself yeah. in uh, in the league. Yeah, I was gonna say he he was the. I mean, he was uh, getting a, a bulk of the carries when Todd Gurley was out last year. He he was doing pretty good actually. So uh, I think the Rams have looked to invest young, and uh, you know, with all the other guys that they're paying, um, I think it'll just be hard for them to, you know take on a Devonte freeman type of contract although i don't know what real leverage he has at this point so um i guess technically i could see him probably going to the buccaneers their main running back is ronald jones a guy who was picked in the second round a couple years ago out of usc but um you know if you can get Devonte freeman to, and, and jones to kind of be a one-two punch um then i could definitely see um freeman being successful down in tampa yeah but i i and I, like i said uh i think if they were to pick him up, it would be later in free agency because... Yeah, for sure. I think he's like a, you know, if you don't kind of get the guys that you want um, initially or like you just have leftover cap money when you finish building your team, then that's a guy who you would kind of pursue later on. Or even for him personally, like he might feel now that he's worth $6 million a year, but like two months from now, if he doesn't have a job, then he'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll take $2 million. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would agree with so that like, for sure. So like what... What tier of running back do you really consider Devontae Freeman to be? Like, do you, I mean, obviously I not in that top top class. Like we were talking about, like guys that were that are going to get uh, above five. I mean, even above five million. But like, yeah. what like what kind of product? Like, if I were to be saying I'm going to get Devontae Freeman, like what kind of production would I think to uh, to get from him on a week to week basis? Well, I feel like at this point in his career, he's more of a um, you know, he's a he's a guy who can kind of be the lead back, but it still has to be part of like a, a tandem, tandem. Yeah, yeah, a tandem or a trio of backs. Um, you know, he's not going to be the guy that's going to uh, run for, you know, 100 yards a game or anything like that. But I, I think if he is uh, really, you know, really back to the game that he was, because there, there was a point in time where he was an elite back. He was one of the best backs in the league um, and was well worth that five-year 40 million dollar extension that the that the falcons mm-hmm. had given him um but i think if he gets back to you know being that kind of guy i think he could be uh, hovering around a thousand yard back um he, he also can contribute a little bit in the past game so i'll be interested to see if if he does end up with the bucks you know tom brady likes using his running backs 
um, to catch passes. So I'll be interested to see if he, you know, can provide that for them if he does end up signing there. Well, I know one jersey he won't be putting on next year, and that's a Dallas one. Yeah, he will not. Because we have the best backup. Uh, we have the best second back in the league. Tony Pollard, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right. So now uh, we're going to move on to a contract that I saw was universally hated by every analyst <laughs> that I saw. And that was the Mel Gordon, two years, $16 million to Denver. I'm not going to lie. The reason I like this contract uh-huh. and this signing uh-huh. is for one reason. And what's the reason? Oh, because he gets to play with Drew Locke. Because he gets to play with Drew Locke, my boy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I got to know Drew Locke because he played against Texas in a bowl game about three years ago. Yeah. And we beat the hell out of him. But... <laughs> I I like him. I like him as a I like him as a guy and as a competitor. I don't know how he is. I haven't really got to see him as a quarterback, mm-hmm. but the team seemed to be winning with him under center at the end of last year. Yeah, so I was gonna say I that. mean, I'm pretty sure they were like the they were like I mean, not the, so there was like the Cardinals uh uh Bengals category of just like elite suckiness. Uh-huh. And so like the the Broncos were like the worst of the actual real NFL teams. <laughs> And then, uh, but then once uh, once Flacco got uh, benched, whatever, yeah, benched. <laughs> then when Drew Locke took over, they actually made a decent run at the end of the year, and I believe they finished like seven and nine. Yeah, I was gonna say they they definitely did not uh, end bad at all. I think they they're gonna use that momentum with Drew Locke uh, to try and you know make a push um, to continue on this season and kind of kind of do better. The, the thing I don't understand about the Melvin Gordon signing. Which, by the way, was, uh, I don't know if you said it, but it was for two years, $16 million. Um, I just don't understand why they would go after a Melvin Gordon when they already have Philip Lindsay, who yeah. in his rookie year two years ago was a was a pro bowler um, and was one of the best running backs in the league. I still think he has a chance to really you know continue to progress and, and be one of the best backs in the league. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, they still have Royce Freeman, too, mm-hmm. who was another... Um, rookie i think he was drafted but like later like a later round or something like that and uh and he, and those two were making like a really good one-two punch like for majority of the season so i just don't understand where melvin gordon fits into that because if you're paying him eight million a year like you're expecting you're expecting him to uh you know to be your featured back and to be the guy that's going to get you you know 15 to 20 carries a game um you know and really be the main the main featured back yeah, and then at the same time, like, I don't really understand what the Broncos are really going for here because they, like we said, still have a young quarterback. Yep. They're in the Chiefs division. Yep. The Raiders have made a lot of signings. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I like. I'm gonna just say, I mean, I know we're not really touching on them uh, at all, but like, I really like what the Raiders have done this. Yeah, exactly. Season. Like they've made some really good moves. <laughs> It's funny how every team that we've talked about so far has somehow made leaps and bounds already just in free agency. And it's, I just don't, I mean, obviously I see they're trying to make the playoffs. They're an NFL team, they're a professional franchise, but like at some point you have to be, you have to step back and say, is this the right time to try and push back into the playoffs where you could say, if you take the time, develop, get Drew Locke to develop as a better quarterback, get, like you said, Philip Lindsay mm-hmm. and Royce Freeman, your younger players, to really develop under the contracts they have. And then once they develop 
and you are really in the position where you have the elite talent to make a run at the playoffs and at the Super Bowl, that's when you start splashing money like this on players like maybe not like Melvin Gordon, but mm-hmm. of that quality and things like that. Yeah, because like if you really look at like their especially their offensive weapons, all the guys you just touched on, and then also Cortland Sutton, who's a, a young yeah. second year receiver for them. I'm pretty sure SMU. He, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a Pro Bowler last year actually. Um, but then you know you also look on the defensive side. They got um, they got Bradley Chubb too, who's like a, a young guy as well. So like it's, a, a majority of their good players are are all really young guys. So um, they're on pretty cost controlled contracts. So I think that would be kind of the reason why you know they can you, splash the cash now. Yeah, and and the thing is like with a two year deal, I mean there's nothing you know a two year deal isn't going to kill you because mm-hmm. you know this year coming up, I think they're going to really kind of look to see. Um, which one of their guys can develop, especially Drew Locke. Um, and if he continues to progress and it looks like Melvin Gordon's really helping him, then they'll keep him for that second year. If not, then they'll be like, ah, we, we wasted, you know, I'm sure on the second year, barely anything is guaranteed. Um, but, you know, it'll be like, ah, we wasted a couple million, but, you know, it's not like we... We didn't destroy the franchise. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like that, so. Yeah. And so, universally, I mean... We didn't. We don't love the deal, but at the same time, we can kind of see yeah, why think, why they are doing it and how it fits in in this current timeline of their uh, team. Yeah, definitely can see where John Elway is coming from. Yeah, and the last sign that we're going to move on to has to do with our uh, our boys, Dallas, our Cowboys. Uh, Gerald McCoy, five, five-time Super Bowl champion, Dallas Cowboys. That is, get it G- correct. Gerald McCoy, three years. 20.3 million what is your grade on this deal i'm gonna be honest uh for one our interior defensive line really our d-line as a whole is pretty suspect outside of demarcus lawrence but uh underrated Demar- demarcus lawrence by people outside of the cowboys yeah, fan base yeah, for sure for sure but uh you know we don't even need to get into that right now because because my blood pressure could go up real quickly but um but you know our defensive line especially the interior i feel like we have guys who can flash but I think Gerald McCoy is just a guy who kind of brings stability to that interior. Uh, I feel like, I don't really feel like it was an overpay, you know, about $7 million a year. Not bad at all for a guy who's been a multi-time pro bowler. Obviously, he's on the wrong end of his career. or Yeah, he's on the other side of his career. But I still think he can come in and, and be a guy who kind of controls the D-line for us um, and, and can really control that interior and also be an interior pass rusher to complement Lawrence and... Uh, you know, God, God bless if we ever can get Randy Gregory on the field. Um, you know, I know they're outlawing suspensions for uh, drug use in the league now, so Randy Gregory might have a chance to play some games. Um, but I, th- I feel like... Is that his only issue? Well, I don't even want to get into it with him. All right. But, uh, it's probably, probably a good idea. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we don't want to get canceled on the first the first episode of this pod. But, uh, so you would say that uh, that interior line was, especially our, I guess the whole the line as a whole is a place that we need to be uh, investing in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I definitely think, um, you know, I was actually talking about it with another Cowboys friend, a Cowboys fan on the phone today. Um, if we, you know, invested in the draft and even more in free agency uh, with the D line, then I would not be mad at all. So I know we didn't plan to talk about this person, but how do you feel about our new safety? Oh, ha-ha Clinton Dix? Yeah. I mean, I've already talked myself into him being a borderline pro bowler this year. <laughs> what was it, $4 million? Yeah, $4 million for a year. For a year, yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not... The thing is, you know, like any professional athlete, like I have like a, a 
a certain amount of respect for, like just for being a pro. And I know you're. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. But like Jeff Heath, <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Heath took whatever that like he was the one. He was he the one. The, athlete. He took he took your respect for yeah. professional athletes and just yeah. took a dump on it and yeah. then threw it out the threw it out the window. Yeah, well, he was the one guy who like challenged like how much was I going to teeter off that amount of respect um, because he was. To me, I mean, th- this is honestly, and, and Dallas has had some of the worst D-backs in the history of the NFL over the past 10, 10 to 15 years. I, I really think, in, in the end, Jeff Heath could go down as one of the worst safeties to ever play in the NFL. The the, the issue... And, like, actually be a starter. The, I say the issue was, was it literally just looked like a guy out there? Yeah. It was like they were just, like, walking around Cowboys Stadium a few minutes before kickoff and was like... Fan got out there. Hey, dog, uh, you, you played football? Yeah, I played in high school. Oh, okay, uh, we need you to start for us yes. and be a captain. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> when he got named a captain last year, that was like I felt like they were personally trolling me because yeah. I was like, there's no way he actually deserves this. Yeah. But he, he, I mean, he was... He stayed with us for like six years. So I, I don't know. Exactly, and look... Uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, so with these... Uh, I guess the Gerald McCoy and the uh, Ha Clinton Dix move. Uh, it looks like we've been losing a lot of guys so far in free agent in this early free agency period. But um, where do you see the Cowboys looking to improve next? Obviously, like you said, our secondary and uh, locking up the uh, locking up Dak mm-hmm. to a contract. But like, what are the? Uh, I guess not re-signs, but what are the improvements that need to be made? Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, let's look at the guys that moved on. So we had Robert Quinn, Bob Quinn, I'm sorry, move on. Uh, Jason Witten moved on, Jeff Heath, Malik Collins. So, I mean, just, you know, filling up some of those. Um, I think we could definitely look to get, oh, Randall Cobb also left as well, who I, I think was a really underrated player. I was about to say, he year. actually, uh, every time I watched, I mean, I didn't watch all of our games last year, but every time I did, it seemed like he was kind of going under the radar, like yeah. just getting like five like good catches. Yeah, I was going to say, he always made plays on like important downs or like important situations. So I think we need to definitely bring in a slot receiver at some point, you know, whether it be free agency or through the draft, um, you know, to help improve that third receiver. And then um, also, you know, with the defense in total, I feel like outside of the linebacker position, we could stand to invest everywhere. Um, you know, we have two really good linebackers right now and then one who's old as hell but still on the team well we re-signed him yeah i know we yeah which whatever i mean it was only it was like a three million dollar deal so yeah whatever but yeah if we can improve the d-line and then uh cornerback then uh i I think we could do some things i'm not gonna say how far but I, i think we could do some things yeah um Anything else that you really, uh, really wanted to talk about as far as uh, free agency went before we uh, move on, or not went? I guess is going since it's like we said the only thing going on in the sports world right now. Not really anything too deep. However, I do want to say that um, you know you're seeing a lot of receivers get moved. Uh, you saw DeAndre Hopkins get traded to Arizona for David Johnson and like some bullshit picks. Your boy Dave Johnson. Lost uh, you fantasy a few I, years ago. I, I literally picked him first overall in fantasy one year, and he got hurt the second week of the season and missed the rest of the year. I say he didn't get hurt. So, he tore his ACL, didn't he? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so whatever. But uh, and then Stefan Diggs getting traded to the Buffalo Bills, um, which I think is a really good move for them. But it just shows you um, this year's receiver class uh, for the draft is really deep. So you know, continue to watch to see maybe a couple more receivers either getting moved or guys getting undervalued contracts because. They're going to be a crop of young receivers on cost-controlled cost deals that are going to be coming in here. You know what the Stefan D- Diggs uh, trade really shows? 
how serious they are about Josh Allen. Josh Allen, my our guy. Boy. Our boy. My guy. Watching him throw passes late in that mm-hmm. playoff game hurt me. Yeah, I mean, I think not to, you know, not to really get into a tangent about the Bills, but I feel like they're going to, like, be – they're, I think they're definitely going to win the AFC East this year, and I feel like they're going to be able to control that uh, division for a little while if, if Allen continues to improve. How are they going to win the AFC East? They don't say no bullshit, man, because there's no like there's no one else that's going to be on Josh Allen's level. He's a really good quarterback to me. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure that he's the best quarterback in the AFC East? He's damn sure better than Sam Darnold. He's better than Sam Darnold? I think so right now, yeah. <laughs> or... So is he telling me of that quarterback class? Aren't they? I mean, isn't that the whole quarterback class in that uh, in in that uh, division? Well, yeah, because Josh Rosen plays for the Dolphins too. Technically, yeah. Uh, well, no, no, because uh, Lamar was picked in that draft as well. Which I guess you know at this point you have to say like he's he, he's been the guy so far. Well, and Jared Stidham is in that. Uh, <laughs> Is in that division. He's the starter right now. Yeah, for the Patriots. Expect them to make a move. Andy Dalton or something like that. Which I know Patriots fans aren't jumping for joy about, but it's better than nothing. If Andy Dalton goes there uh-huh. and wins nine games, yeah, Tom Brady might lose all of his credibility <laughs> as as an athlete. Like They might take his name down of all the billboards and all the <laughs> GOAT conversation. If Bill Belichick wins nine games with Andy Dalton, yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. Then, yeah. then Bill Belichick now propels himself from the greatest coach in football history to the greatest, to the greatest in human world. in world history. <laughs> yeah, if he, if he can get a playoff run with Andy Dalton, he might uh, <laughs> he he might have I don't know he might get a Nobel Peace Prize or something for that. Uh, all right, guys, that is it for our NFL free agency talk. But stick around for a few minutes. Uh, we wanted to keep things a little bit more lighthearted around here since we are, like we said, in uh, sort of a crisis time in America. And we wanted to have a culture topic, which is uh, just something that we uh, wanted to talk about as far as non-sports things. Because though we do love sports, there are many other things that we also love. And this, unlike the rest of the podcast, was completely unscripted and we literally thought of it five seconds before we started recording. A1 producing, that's all it is. And that pre-show meeting. And you know who the producer is. <laughs> so uh, this is just a little idea Chad had at the top of his head, actually. So I guess I will give him some co-producer creds. Thank you, thank you. Uh, shows to binge watch since you don't have anything else going on in your life. Anything spring off the top of your head? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple shows. Um, uh, one of my favorites that was on Netflix that I probably just finished up maybe about a month or so. Or nah, I, I lied. Not a month. Maybe like, well, a lot of months ago. Um, but Jane the Virgin, uh, one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen, really. It's like, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's just like a weird, like just a bunch of, it's like a, it's supposed to be a love show, but like a whole bunch of random weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But it ends up being funny and it gets all your emotions going really was it six seasons or five i think five yeah yeah i love the fifth season just came out recently i say i loved it for four and a half seasons yeah the, and the end of the fifth season yep definitely left something to be desired i didn't i mean i didn't even finish it because it just got to the point where it was the same thing over but, and but over. i feel like that's like any show honestly you know like like what shows really have had like um 
and you know, I know that we're dipping into a whole other group of stuff, but like, I can't. Really I mean, it's a culture shows. topic, so yeah. this. <laughs> I can't really think of any shows off the top of my head where, like, the last season or like the last couple episodes, people have just been super in love with and been like, "Oh, this is awesome." Whoa. Like, I know uh, Game of Thrones just ended recently, and that was like one of the greatest shows on television, according to most people, and they hated like the last couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, I guess it always is an issue to like end the show, but I mean the it wasn't even the end of the show it was like just like the last season just got like so repeat because that was the whole thing about every time you'd watch jane the virgin it'd be like all right you kind of get into a flow yeah you're like this is what's going on these are the uh like this is the situation nothing's changing yep. now we got it kind of got a status quo and then something crazy would happen yep and then by the middle of the last season it just got to the point where it was like Nothing was really happening, and this yeah, too stagnant for sure. Yeah, and it just like that that shock factor didn't really yeah wasn't come, there as much. didn't come through as well as uh, normal. Yeah, uh, a lot of the shows I've been watching aren't even on Netflix or Hulu or, or anything. Well, I guess one of them is on Hulu. Uh, Everybody hates Chris. I like love that show. Everybody hates Chris and George Lopez have been the two shows that I've really been uh, watching a lot recently, just because. Uh, unlike shows like Jane the Virgin or things like that, there's not really, I mean, technically, I guess there's like a chronological story, like a overarching story, but, but you don't have to watch one episode to, to care about the next. Yeah. One. You don't have to like, know you have it. You don't have to have watched the previous hundred episodes to understand what's happening in the hundred and first. Like sure. you can just hop into the middle of any season or even episode of George Lopez and everybody hates Chris and, uh, really enjoy it. Get a few laughs uh and those are the shows that i tend to like because if i'm going back to watch a show i don't want to have to i don't want to say i don't want to start in the middle of season i'm like oh man i really like season three and then i start in season three they're talking about season one they're talking about season two and it's just like i forgot about that i don't remember what happened there like i tried to watch gossip girl again recently very underrated show good show i liked it but it was just like I was watching season three and season four and I was like, I don't remember what happened with this guy and that guy. And I don't remember if this, if these two people had gone out yet or if they were about to go out and just the whole, I mean, if you're looking for a show to watch all the way through, I would recommend gossip girl because I really liked it. But if you're just looking for a show, that's just like, I'm just bored. I just want to watch something that's going to entertain me for hours on end. I definitely recommend George Lopez, however you can find it, <laughs> and uh, everybody hates Chris on Hulu. Yeah, one other show actually that I want to give a shout out to, a big, huge shout out. This is probably like one of, if not my favorite show that I have probably ever seen in my entire life. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, I don't even know if you know about this because I, I was loving kinda... basketball or yeah, loving ba- loving hip hop. <laughs> no, I did used to watch that show though. But uh, no, One Tree Hill. This is, I've binge watched this show before. That is like one of the best. I remember it was like 2016, 2017, around that time where I was watching it. Um, and it's back now on Hulu. They took it off Hulu for a while. now, Or no, they took it off Netflix and now it's back on on Hulu. So uh, if you have not seen One Tree Hill, it is a super good show. I like it a lot. Um, and it's really easy to binge watch. I'm gonna probably, honestly, I might start that junk back up tonight. What's the worst show you've ever tried to watch? Like a show that you watched and you just couldn't go any further? See, I don't, mm, I mean, I've never been like, if anything, I'm too quick to kind of cut the cord on a show too early rather than too late. Like I'll, I'll stop. 
there have been shows where like I've stopped after like one or two episodes yeah and then like gone back later and actually started watching again and been like oh this is actually a good show so I'm not really one to binge watch for too long to to the point where I really think it's a bad show but um uh yeah I, I can't really think of okay yeah this is probably gonna be my most con- one of the most controversial things I ever say but um the office I just don't understand it I've seen a couple episodes, but I just don't, like, really understand it. I've never made an effort to watch it, because just based off of the clips I've seen of it, it's just, like, not my type of humor. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's not my type either, but, like, I tried, because, like, everyone that I know watches the show or has watched it, and, um, and I I watched a couple episodes, but I was just like, uh, I don't really, I don't get it. So that would probably be the worst show that I've binged watch, although I've only seen a couple episodes. Yeah, two shows really come to mind when I think of shows that I really, really tried to watch, but it just didn't work. All right, hit me. And one of them I tried to watch with my girlfriend. The other one I kind of just tried to watch alone. Savannah tried to get me to watch, you know, the. you remember when everyone was talking about the haunting of the Hill House? Yeah, I remember that. How, like, it was, like, so scary that people were I passing could, out watching it and stuff like that. I saw right through that, though, like, as soon as people Yeah, I never watched it, and then, like, two years after it came out, I mean, I never had any interest in watching it either, and then, like, two years after it came out, Savannah was like, we saw it, and she was like, oh, that's that show that everyone said was like so scary and they could they couldn't sleep and they were passing people were passing out and we literally watched the first three episodes and i can't i couldn't even tell you i couldn't tell you what the premise of the show was i couldn't tell you and it was only like a 10 12 episode show yeah i was gonna say it wasn't even that long and like we watched the first third or fourth of it and i can't remember a single thing that happened or a single thing about the show Mm. and then also the most overrated show ever ever that i've seen okay the most overrated show that i've ever seen has to be uh 13 reasons why i never i never even bothered with it it was like such a phenomenon yeah when i was in i believe it was when i was in high school yeah and everyone was talking about their oh this is a great representation of you know uh how it feels to be depressed and suicide and this and the other i was like oh that'd be interesting i mean I would love to see like the psyche of like yeah. what would drive a person to commit such a extreme action for sure. And then I was watching it and it was just like, it wasn't adding up and it wasn't really making much sense. Yeah. And like these weird stuff was happening and, and I was just, I never really got, got invested into it. And I watched the whole first season and again, I can't tell you anything about it except for <laughs> that the girl killed herself at, at the end of the first season. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You haven't seen it i mean but uh <laughs> that's literally the premise of the show yeah. so oh, okay. if you didn't know that then i mean you were already behind the curve oh okay yeah so yeah those are a couple shows that we recommend and then a couple that we really don't recommend so yeah uh i think that's gonna wrap it up here for our first episode of in the huddle um for future i plan on releasing a lone striker podcast uh either later tonight or tomorrow um chad any future plans for long twos yeah you know you guys know uh, i'm gonna just go ahead and continue to grind out on some long two stuff uh obviously without any basketball coming now uh, it's going to be a little more difficult but um definitely going to be doing like a lot of fun type of stuff you know some lists some top five or top tens um things like that so just be on the lookout for both of us we're going to continue to be creative and uh you know, see what we can do. We appreciate all the support we've had so far. 
guys continue to you know like rate subscribe um write some reviews and we appreciate all comments for sure yes and the next time that we get together we don't when we don't know when that is but hopefully we will be able to cover maybe a little bit of nfl draft yep, for sure. maybe a little bit of basically whatever you guys want that doesn't have to do with maybe we'll get some lists together about some non-basketball slash soccer stuff maybe just some general sports stuff yep uh so yeah uh stay uh stay inside stay healthy stay safe uh, make sure you're washing your hands make yep. sure that just please be mindful of other people even if you're not going to get sick and die there are people that have the potential to have that happen to them so please be mindful keep listening for our new podcast this is in the huddle and we will see you guys later peace